0: How does segment your customer list, get you more sales? We'll be talking about that with John Klensek on episode seven of the Pete Primo show. This show is brought to you by my book, sell a million 101 tips for furniture and mattress store owners to sell a million dollars or more this year. Get it now on Amazon. This week's guest is John Kalancic, a sales expert, and he used to be in the mattress industry when he first got started. John, good morning, how are you?
1: Pretty good, Pete, how about yourself?
0: Good, I'm looking forward to bringing a lot of value to our business owners and, and sales reps that are on here and, and RSAs that are learning how to how to sell more. So John, we first got together on social media and I thought that you were an avatar. Can you guys pull up that avatar? <laughs> and I thought that yeah. was so cool. And I said, any dude that does that,
1: he's got to be a cool
0: <laughs> dude. I got, I got to get to know him. And you were kind enough to invite me to breakfast. And the rest has kind of been history. So yeah. tell us a little bit about you know when you were a. Sealy Sales Trainer, and some of the lessons that you learned while doing that, and and I want you to brag a little bit because if you don't, I will about some of your successes <laughs> in a way, way out, far away territory.
1: Sure. Well, uh, I was I was in a situation I'd just gotten out of uh, a really good job with Pitney Bowes, and I was looking for the next step. And I ran into a, a friend of mine, and he told me that the you know the next step in my development is not selling to. Customers anymore, but now selling to salespeople and I go that's interesting selling to salespeople and he worked for Sealy mattress company And that's how the the relationship started and how I got involved with them well, you know short story long got with them and you guys know how that business works, you know Sealy comes out talks to the whether it be JCPenney or Sears or back then when I when I was there Montgomery wards as well as the, the other other mattress stores so I spent a lot of time doing training with them to help them increase their Sealy balance of sale. But what we did was we had created a process uh, called comfort selling. And the whole concept of comfort selling was everybody starts out, you know, you, you know, one of the most common forms of advertisement in the betting industry is the lost leader with the two, the two cheap twins for $99. All right. We said, let's exactly. throw that out and let's talk about comfort selling, because what's a more comfortable walk when you're walking down the betting line? to walk up the price scale or walk down the price scale. And that was the whole concept. So instead of starting out this $99 thing, we started out at the twenty-two, dollars to $3,000 one. And then every step down was more money in our pocket because it's harder to work them up the line than it is to work them down the line. So we created that concept and that's what they had me do. And I started taking that, you know, across to the different Sealy manufacturing plants across the country. I worked in uh, the Detroit plant for a while But then they wanted me to go out and hit Denver. And the reason they wanted me to hit Denver is because their balance of sale or amount of sale versus the other mattress brands like King Coil or Serta or whatever was the lowest it ever had been. Denver was just just totally, totally terrible. Point of the story is they set me up and down. Uh, in Denver up and down 25 and north or east and west on, on 70 to hit every store that was out there in in the the plains of Denver, Cheyenne, Wyoming, New Mexico you named it and that's what we did and it was it, it was a great learning experience for me because at that time I was still in my in my mid-20s and I got a chance to spend time teach people how to sell how to comfort sell but more importantly show them by doing things the right way that they could increase their average unit selling price and not only increase what they're selling by an individual mattress but show them how they don't have to sell as much if their ausp is bigger meaning they don't have they have 20 units they only only have to have 10 units if they grow their ausp and that was the whole idea plus it makes you a better salesperson because you're not just rolling over and giving people price well you know that that went really really well uh, you know it, it culminated in a couple different things you know the, the company Sealy liked me so much. And then also the the, the, the uh, firms, Montgomery Ward, Sears, JCPenney, they liked what we were doing so much. They bought into uh, doing truck sales with us or truckload sales on consignment. And between JCPenney, Montgomery Ward and Sears over three separate weekends throughout the summer of 1993, we sold just a shade over a million dollars. In those three different locations, because of what we did with the with the selling and how we put things together, and a lot had to do with Pete. Some of the things that you're going to talk today about targeting the database, segmenting it, and knowing how to go after things in in the correct way. And it was it was after that Pete that it was you know I kind of hit the the top. You know it's like you know do my mime thing here pushing up against it kind of hit the ceiling and I was like what's you know so now what's next and I went to the JCPenney I was on my route I go to the JCPenney that's in Colorado Springs okay and by the way that's the first JCPenney store ever in the United States I met the the granddaughter of the original JCPenney really really nice lady well the story is I did my thing like I always do and it's about this time of year it was December and I was doing my training and thing, you know things are going well and you know how it gets you know sometimes Pete you're on automatic pilot right you know you're training you're teaching them you're showing them stuff and te- you, you know you, you're not thinking exactly what you know what you're hitting on unless you you know really are focusing on one particular thing but it was a, it was a general training well I come back in January on my on my stops again and a gentleman we'll call him Steve and and Steve wanted to talk to me I was like yeah, what did I do what did I do wrong uh, he's like no no let's, let's go <laughs> grab a drink so we went to go grab a drink and I'm sitting here having my my beer out there and uh, he's he's looking at me and he's not saying anything and it's that uncomfortable silence I don't know what what the situation is and I go I go Steve come on man just you know what what's the deal he goes but John just give me a second and he had to compose himself And he told me how he was doing poorly back in 1993, you know, in that December, how he was not hitting his number. He told me that he was way down. He was nowhere close to hitting his number. He was nowhere close to getting his bonus. And as a result, it's going to look like his Christmas for what he wanted to get his daughter. He wanted to get his daughter this bicycle and he wasn't going to be able to afford it. And then he told me that because of some of the things that I taught him in that class in December, that he was able to close business and end on such a run that he wound up hitting his number and making his bonus. Uh, to this day, I still get the goose pimples when I tell the story. It's it was one of the most amazing things, and it was kind of then peak that the the sky kind of opened up and the, the the sun kind of shined down on me, and I was like, I know what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to, I want to make a difference in salespeople's lives, and I want to help them. I want to help them sell a million.
0: That's awesome. So let's talk about your system and start to peel it back a little bit. The interesting thing for me is your system works with big companies or small companies. So uh, whether you sell B2B or you are a store owner and you're trying to get more bodies through your store, this applies to you. If you're a retail salesperson on the floor, there's going to be some really helpful Jewels in here that will help you sell more too. So, John, take it away.
1: Yeah. So, what I focus on, I, I call it from the shop floor to the top floor. Okay. As Pete was saying, you know, virtually everything in an organization. In the time of COVID now, I say that like it's an epoch. In the time of COVID, uh, <laughs> it's funny, You know, sales, sales skills have never been more important because we do so much more like we're doing here, right? I mean, there's so much more exactly. Zoom selling. It's more virtual, that kind of thing. So to be a good salesman, it's never been more important. And to have a good set of basic skills, it's never been more important than it has been now. And what I found is, like you said, Pete, It doesn't matter if it's a a betting store or a Fortune 500 company. It's still sales skills. It's still those basic things, the blocking and the tackling that you have to do. If you don't block and tackle, you're not going to be able to run. It's as simple as that. If you do not do the simple things on a daily basis, or is the word we like to use, grind. If you do not grind it out on a daily basis, you're just not going to be able to be a success. So I, I looked at, you know, when I first started in the business, like most people do, uh, you know, it was just coming off of the situation in in uh, Colorado Springs, and so I wanted to put out my banner. And I start, you know, back this is in the '90s, so I'm sending out faxes. Uh, we, we, if anybody remember faxes, you know you know what I'm talking about. You're sending out faxes to try and get people in <laughs> and and people come in. They, I get them on the phone and they'd be saying, I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for this. And They go, John, do you do this? Yes, I do. John, do you do it? Yes, I do. Everything, every problem was a nail and I was a hammer, baby. You name it, I did it. Okay. And, and you know, it just took me, I, I'd say, well, when do you like to get together? And they say, well, uh, Two weeks, great we'll schedule a meeting. Two weeks, so then I had two weeks to put together whatever they wanted me to do in those two weeks. Because you know, when you're starting out, you just you're doing whatever you can to you know to to get things going. So that's yeah. that's how it started. But then I had a realization come about year two thousand. It was about how business actually works on our side of things, and you know, for for what I wanted to work in, my holy trinity was sales, marketing, and operations. Okay, those three things feed each other. Okay, if operations does its job and produces everything, it's going to give a good look to the sales uh, sales team. If if marketing does its job, it's going to give information that sales can and, and can work with. And if sales does its job, it closes business, but it lets operations know what's coming in, better supply chain, get cheaper price, blah, blah, blah. And then I took it and I boiled it and I go, you know what, though, I don't want to be in marketing per se and I don't want to be in operations per se. Now, let's look at it in terms of sales sales also has a holy trinity okay and it's hiring an assessment continual development and lead generation right hiring an assessment first if you don't got the right people nothing else matters <laughs> you know you can't i mean you, if you do That's not true. have the right people true. nothing else matters because you can't you, you can't teach a monkey to change a carburetor it's as simple as that or you know one of my favorite sayings is there's no work around for stupid you just can't do it okay so first you got to make sure you got the right people you got to hire right and then if you got the right if you got people on board assess them constantly to make sure they're the right folks now if you got the right folks now you're willing to invest money in ding ding training continual development to develop them why do people always you know say i don't want to spend money on on continued development or training why because they're not sure if they got the right people so they don't know if they want to spend the money on these people but if you know you got the right folks then you invest in the training because you want that that B player to become an A player and just for everybody out there, C players do not become B players. Doesn't happen. Ever, ever, ever. B players can become A players and A players can get better, but C players never go up. They just don't. So if you've got any people that you would qualify as C, cut them now. A bullet to the brain instead of two to the body, it's always easier. Get rid of them now and find somebody else. <laughs> and then finally, once, you, once you've once got the right people and you're training them the right way, The the mother's milk of of business is leads lead generation. You've got to be able to generate that, but you've got to have the right people in there to do it, and and you've got to be trained in the right way of handling it. But at the end of the day, you still got to be bringing these folks in. You got to know how many things are coming in. You got to know how many calls it takes you to get here. You got to know how many pieces of paper you know going out over here brings in this number of people, and on and on. You've got to know that. And as a company, it's up to you to know how to handle your database, how to gather information on the people that you're working with, and the people that you want to sell to, so you know and make sure that they get the right thing. And again, within lead generation, you got the holy trinity, the three main things in lead generation. Anytime you do lead generation, the first thing is whatever you do, it's gotta be relevant, right? Not relevant to you, meaning, look, we're having a sale today. It's gotta be relevant to the customer. Whatever they get, it's gotta be relevant, because if not, they dismiss it. Like I told you, I started out doing faxes, you know, and so at least they had a piece of paper that they had to move to the side of their desk or crumble up and throw away. Now they just press a button and it deletes and they never see it again. Okay. (laughs) After relevance, there's consistency. We do not live in a vacuum. Let me ask you this, you know, Pete, last time you went on vacation, did your neighbors stop living or did they keep going upon their lives after when you guys were gone? kept going. They kept
0: going that's brother.
1: exactly right they just keep it just keeps on going and that's what happens too if we stop our lead generation after we get it going with good relevancy and and touching them the right way if we stop it they'll go out and find it somewhere else they'll go and find a competitor that'll give them that same good information and you've just lost a customer so you got to be consistent relevancy consistency and finally timing and and I'm not talking you know necessarily you know. This is when we're having a sale or this you know that kind of thing i'm talking about knowing your customers circadian rhythms are they morning people are they evening people do they buy like this do they buy like that what kind of what kind of areas do they live in what are they how do they move you know in the in the betting world you know you've got a couple different layers of folks right you've got the folks who own the the, the stores you got rsas you've got the actual salespeople. So you've got a lot of different pieces there. They all should know what they're, cu- and they're all different customer bases. You should know what your customer base does. I call it social enclave targeting or set, okay? Know what that social enclave is. So in the betting world, if you got this, if you've got your, your, your betting store is on Main Street, USA, what's around you in a two-mile radius, okay? How many schools are out there? What are you doing with them? How many teams are you sponsoring for the for the, the, the suburb that you live in? What kind of uh, what kind of groups are out there? Social groups that you can be part of. How are you part of the fabric? Okay. Now, if we take it and we you know kind of move from another direction, you know, for the for other folks, look at it this way. So you know, RSAs or companies it's the same thing you want to be looking at those people you know that you're you're going out to what is it that is relevant to them what rings their bell what are they involved in what's important to them one of the key questions i always teach people to ask in a selling situation is not you know what do you need why do you need you know those are com you know the the common obvious ones i make sure that people say ask things like tell me about your goals for the next five years where do you see your business In the next five years that will tell you how that's going to dictate their buying behavior will it not now? As we go down and we go to the, the the level of selling to a consumer, it might be a little bit different, but the question's still the same. The words are different. We're still trying to find out what's important to them because we want to find out what dictates their buying behavior, how it's going to influence, how it's going to change. And then it's up to us to archive that information and to make sure we have a usable database that we can get it and we can activate it when we need it. And that's how we go out to the public, and that's how we start to stimulate business going forward. And you know, one of the things we're going to talk about—I I hope to talk about today—is my Sit Blitz. Okay, it's my it's my proprietary blitz system that works again on you know customers as big as Fortune 500 to you know you know folks who have a betting store and how to do that. And it's just the matter of working the core business principles that I've been talking about here for you know the last couple of minutes.
0: That's awesome. I want to just dive into one thing really quick for my RSAs that are here. Sure. So if you're not finding out so, so what what John is saying to both business owners and to you as RSAs is you have to get to know your customer better than your competitors do. You need to find out, do they have children? How's it going to be used? What, you know, what is going on in the rest of the house? Um, what's the next project? It's You know, one sale leads to another, but asking a good overall question about what are your goals for your home right now? You know, what's the project list look like? Get creative, write them down. I'm just spitballing with John right now. So uh, think about what you can ask a customer. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're absolutely, you're, you're nailing it, Pete. I mean the, 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 the mattress business per se, you know, I want to say i don't want to say that it's you know it lives by this but i'll say it's, it's a big onus it's a big onus on sales right memorial day sale labor day sales july 4th sale i want to do a sale 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 you know it's it based on a sale so there's these preconceived events that are out there that are supposed to drive customers to us okay you don't want to just leave Fate up to you know that because you, you got what Pete's talking about know why they're looking for a bed you know what's important to them blah 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 know those different things about them because some people will do what they'll wait until July 4th it might be April and they'll say yeah you know what My back it doesn't feel that bad I can I can wait until July 4th when another sales coming or you know what Memorial Day's right around the corner I bet there's going to be some betting you want to be the driver of these folks you want to be the one who is driving these folks into the store not because of a sale because when we do a sale sure we want to move volume but we don't make as much money because we're taking by definition we're taking money off the top to you know by lowering the cost we want to get people when they really want to buy we want to push people into the stores when they really want to buy so they don't wait for a sale or they don't wait to get when it when the situation's perfect because you know the how it is you're not just competing against you know Joe Smith's betting company or or uh, or a, a major chain down the road you're competing against all the other things that they have their usable cash for. They might want a bed right now, but you know what? Oh gosh, you know, now the carburetor goes, and so they gotta take it in and they gotta get their car fixed. Okay. But because but they didn't buy the bed when they first started to feel their back feeling sore, because they were gonna wait until Memorial Day for that sale, the carburetor takes first, you know, first issue. Whereas you you could have got that bed before they got the carburetor. And you you're competing against all these other products that are in the marketplace. It's not just the competitor, it is also all the other products they can buy with their usable cash.
0: Let me dive into that very quickly. So what John's talking about when we're translating this for an RSA, we're talking about, talking about outcomes. Waking up happy and pain-free is an outcome that you get when you have a great night's sleep. Now, what are the outcomes that they want? That's just one outcome. If you're selling mattresses, if you're selling furniture, what's the outcome that you want you want your guests to be uh relaxed in your family room it's not the taj mahal it's not a formal living room you want them to feel at home and you want the kids to be able to play without you know hurting themselves on a glass table so or a table with sharp corners
1: charles revlon charles revlon of the revlon uh revlon makeup he once said famously he goes we're not selling lipstick in the stores we're selling hope yeah the hope that they can look like you know cindy crawford or bella or whoever it is or you know whoever the beautiful girl is that they got or whatever that's yeah. what they're doing or another way to put it is you're not selling quarter inch screws you're selling what the screw will attach to that's what you're selling. You know, what is that screw gonna hold on? Because without that screw, maybe the whole car falls apart. You know, for want of a nail, I lost my kingdom, right? And that's what you're it's and that's what Pete's saying, the outcome, okay? You're not selling the bed you're selling what the bed does and that's what so many people miss and that's why they wind up selling on price and that's why their A U S P goes down and, and on and on and on because they're not selling the outcome if you're selling a good night's sleep if you're selling you know somebody who travels a lot and as a result when they come home they want to rest so they can hit the day de- if, you're, if you're selling what that bed provides to them or what that furniture provides to them all of a sudden cost loses its onus it goes down it mitigates itself. It never goes away. (laughs) You know, you guys know this, it never goes away, but the more things that that bed or that furniture or that, or whatever product you sell does, the more things that it does for you, the less that it costs and the more it's an investment.
0: That's awesome. I'm going to take a break and do a quick commercial. Let me take a moment to tell you about my free Facebook group. And John, you're part of that Facebook group. Pete Primo sales and marketing, whether you're a business owner or a sales professional, whatever industry you're in, you'll find daily tips and motivation to help you be better at sales and marketing. Join today. Look for the Pete Primo sales and marketing group on Facebook. And that concludes my commercial, John. John, we're getting (laughs) into some good stuff for RSAs. Let's back it up just a smidge and talk to our business owners. A okay. little bit and how so, your system helps them
1: sure so w- with business owners they do what you know and, and any business owners up there please feel free you know hit me up two one six three four seven six seven two nine give me a call the worst case is you're gonna get a couple ideas from me okay so please RSA same thing salespeople please two one six three four seven six seven two nine anytime you got any kind of questions that having been said let's set that aside so business owners what do you do? You know, you, you wake up in the morning and we talk about outcomes, right? What does business owner think? How are they gonna feed the you know, the beast? How are they gonna pay the bills? How are they gonna, how are they gonna pay the, the manufacturer? How are they gonna pay the salespeople? How are they gonna pay the admin assistant? How are they gonna pay the, the people working out in the back? That's what they're thinking about. So they spend all their time thinking about how they're working in the business, all right? And as a result, it doesn't allow them to work on the business to improve things okay because they've got to worry about like i said oh gosh shipping because they're the the one-man quality controller one woman quality controls if if shipping doesn't go well if it doesn't get stacked the right way they're the ones who make sure that that has to happen or if sales are down they're the ones who have to make sure that sales go up by putting together promotion whatever it might be so they spend a lot of their time working in the business instead of on the business and as a result you never really grow past what you can do as an individual because you can only do so much as an individual. I mean, Let, you may be matrix, stop. man, but Let, even, let's, sure.
0: Let's stop right there. And I just want to say one thing to all my business owners there's one word you have to get very comfortable with. And the word is N O, no. You have <laughs> to get good at saying no, no to your people, no to a vendor who wants to show up without an appointment, no, no to, hundred other distractions that you get in the day you must get good at saying no john i didn't mean to interrupt but i had to no, because no. at six no, years no. old no 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 i no, no. had and they fly out like butterflies
1: <laughs> no 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 you're fine uh <laughs> I, well, and it's funny you say that. I, I always say no is my second favorite response when I get from a customer. OK, my second I, I first want a yes, but I, if not a yes, I want to no. I want something definitive. But, you know, going back to business owners, you're absolutely right. You've got to get control of your schedule. And the only way you can get it is by saying no. And so as a result, because if they can't work on their business, their business only gets to a certain level. And that's where I come in. What I do is I work with the business owner and I can be their force multiplier. I can be that guy who works with the sales department i can be the guy that can come up the marketing while they might be working on something else they might not be able to afford to bring somebody on like myself full-time but they can bring me on for a week they can bring me on for a day and then what i do is i help them set them up give them the system and let them operate it you know one of the things that you know i noticed and i back all the way up when i first got into this business You know, I I treated things like a regular consultant. I always tried to I tried to hang on to business or as, as the saying goes, I was too worried about holding on to my business that I wasn't doing my business. So what I realized was that companies don't want somebody like myself to be with them forever. They want me to have a beginning, middle and end. Okay, they want me to tie it up in a bow and hand it off to them so they can take it and run with it. And that's what I pride myself on. Okay. And customers are, are Pete, customers are shocked when I say, This is the way it looks, how, how we'll get started, this is what's gonna look like the middle. And then when I wrap this up in, you know, in whatever time frame that we decide, they go, wait a second. You mean wrap up? You mean you won't be no, no, I'll still be there. You can give me a call anytime, but there'll be a time when I'm not here on a daily basis. And they're like, okay. And they're kind of shocked by that. But by knowing that there's a beginning, middle, and end, they realize that then it's on them to do something. And the way, you know, you might say, well, gosh, Sean, that's kind of silly. How does it benefit you? Well, I just got done tying up this wonderful, beautiful package for them and handing it to them and letting them go out and operate this wonderful package, whether it be a a sit blitz program that we'll talk about, whether it be a hiring program on how to do that, whether it be how to do certain kind of training, and I let them run with it. And then when they need something else, they'll give me a call because they know that I'm not going to sit there and try and bleed them dry. My job is just to see them make a jump. OK. And when we talk about lead generation, you know, that's uh, great. I love that. Uh, the shop floor to the top floor. That's the matrix blueprint on how to get things done. Uh, when we talk about, you know, lead generation, you know, what do sales do? Sales provide spikes. OK. Whoop, We go up and then whoop we go down okay you know july 4th came look at that great weekend we had and then what happened on the weekend of the 11th whoop we went down because everybody everybody bought everything on july 4th my lead generation system keep, teaches you this it's about incline plateau incline incline plateau incline up 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 that's what you want to get to and then by asking the question what are your goals you know how far up the mountain you want to be you want to be this high up the mountain, or you want to be this high. And you know what? There's no wrong answer for a business owner. If they want, if they say that they want to cash out after five years, buy a con deals. If they say that they want to run this for 25 years and then hand it off to their son, fantastic. But that's the whole point. It can't. Your business can't run on the ups, downs, ups down because it's not predictable we can't sit there and say I'm gonna order this many beds from Pete this week I'm gonna order this many beds from because you don't know what it's gonna be on the ups and downs you want to be predictable with the incline plateau incline incline plateau incline keep on going up or you know to use a phrase that's being used a lot in the, the land of COVID now it's the you're trying to establish a new normal in selling okay a new normal in sales Spikes aren't new normals, there's spikes by definition. And by definition, a spike goes up and a spike comes down. You wanna establish a new normal at that plateau. And we just got done talking about the working on the business instead of in the business. So now you have that incline, you're at that plateau. Now you know at that plateau, you can do what? You can start working on the business. We got our business up to a certain level. But then you say, ah, the plateau is not gonna last forever. I'm gonna start going back down. And then you guys start playing for the next incline and going from there. And that's, that's the, the, the essence of the lead generation that I teach folks and how to do it. It's about that up, plateau up, not up and down kind of thing. Or, you know, in radio phras- phraseology, you know, uh, one of the things I like to talk to customers about is that customers are generally dialed into their own radio station called WIIFM. What's in it for me? That's, you know, you know they, they take it whether it be digital or whatever. They tune into what's in it for me. And it's the same thing. You know, it's the modulation. You don't want the big frequency modulations. You want it nice and tight on an upward climb. That's what you're looking for. And wherever you want that business to go on that upward climb, that's okay. Is it, you know, is it $10 million a year? Is it $20 million a year? Or is it $5 million a year? Is it sell after five years? Is it have something that you can give to your son or daughter? That's what you want to be able to do. And by asking those questions like, what are your goals? Where do you see your business? That's what I try and find out from my customers to make sure that they get what they need and I can help them on that incline plateau, incline trajectory. That's That's
0: awesome. Hey, I gotta pay the bills. I'm gonna read a quick chapter in my book. And for those of you who already have my book, we're gonna be on page 43. Segment your database, how appropriate, huh, John?
1: Absolutely.
0: Making in a usable marketing database of prospects, current customers, and past customers is very smart and is a huge valuable asset for your business. One of the smartest things you can do with this database is to segment it or slice it and dice it so you can send specific and targeted messages Target. to sublists. Let me explain with an example. Let's say you have a thousand prospects in your database and you you have full contact information that is name, mail address and email address. You're good, doing good if you got all that, by the way, that's not in the book. For this example, this is your full list. You could then create sub lists from the complete list based on towns. Each person lives in, send out a sales letter or, or emails with the headline special sale for people who live in XYZ town, follow up marketing would stress the same targeted message. The simple yet effective use of targeted message will increase response since the person receiving says, Hey, this is for me. The only efficient way to do this type of targeted marketing is to specific people. This advanced strategy could add thousands of dollars of extra sales every year. More importantly, the most, the more targeted your marketing is, the better the relationship will be with the customer with leads which leads to better testimonials and more referrals two things every business has to have in this new world that we live in that's not in the book but i added it your list must be segmented by product categories as well as upsell offers if someone buys a mattress and protector but not sheets frames and pillows Separate marketing, campaign, separate marketing campaigns can be developed to maximize the value of each customer. This is a long one, guys. <laughs> Did they buy a bedroom with no nightstands? If they moved to a bigger house, do you think they would appreciate an offer to buy the nightstands before their group is discontinued? Because that happens. Of course they would. When I worked at Cronheim's Furniture, we advertised and offered many children's correlate bedroom groups. Today, this information would be in our customer database on a computer. Back then, I kept it all, all the customer's information on a three by five index cards. At one of our sales meetings, we found out that one of those bedrooms were discontinued. I ran back to the store, I sorted through my index cards, and I called all my customers. And I helped my customers buy thousands of dollars of furniture that they needed and wanted six months later, one of Joe's customers came in to, and this is actually true, Joe green, God bless you. You're probably not with us anymore. Shame on you for not um, calling your customers. One of Joe's customers came in to buy the discontinued set. They never received a phone call from Joe. What do you think they thought of Joe at that moment? They were not very happy folks not happy at all the words unprofessional and apathetic come to mind i could write an entire book just on this one but we must move on so whether you're a business owner or you're a salesperson working on a floor segment your list and and listen i know we get some sales reps out there guys segment your list If you have mattress stores and furniture stores, segment them. If you have low-end furniture stores, medium-end furniture stores and high-end uh furniture stores and maybe even boutiques, separate those and send different messages to them and sell to them in a way that is is more relevant to them than you could otherwise target a message. So whether you're selling over the phone, whether you're sending an email, whether you're sending a direct mail piece. Make sure it's targeted, and uh, that's all I, I have on that guy. But I kind of went on a rant, which I am perfectly that, capable. of No, no, no it's well, a, good, it's good it's a good.
1: It's a good rant. It's a good. It's a rant. Come on, John, I, I just, when, you John that. when you hear that. <laughs> no, it's a good rant because it's. Uh, I'll tell you a story. I'm, I'm sure everybody in the audience here knows Art Van. Okay, and one of the when I was in Detroit, one of the or not one of, but multiple stores that I worked on were was Art Van. And I'll never forget one of the things that we did at the at that time. It was I believe it was the Troy location. This is again early '90s, so you know, please, uh, I might not remember the. Ex- I think it was Troy location, but anyways, the point of the story was this: we were talking about the database, and at that time, you know how the database you know ran. There wasn't much uh, computer stuff. A lot of the database was three by five cards, okay, just like you you know Pete's talking about here. And I'll never forget, they, they were talking about, well, we got this and all this information, da da, da they're complaining about, of, about their database and how bad it was. I go, well, you got to clean it. You know, it you've know got to segment, you got to do this, you got to have the right, but then you got to clean it. You got to make sure you got the right information because it doesn't matter if you got a billion three by five cards. If the wrong information is on it, it does not matter. So you've got to keep that information consistent and relevant so you can get things out there to the people the right way. So no, it's, that's not a rant, Pete. That's, you're talking about mother's milk there that's necessary to, su- to succeed in a business.
0: So I remember years ago, do you remember six-hour sales that we used to run yeah. many, many years ago? And the liquidator that was running the sale, that was contracted to run the sale, looked at the store owner and he said, is this list clean? He goes, what do you mean? He goes, is this list clean? Are these addresses good? We're about to spend a fortune on direct mail and radio and other means of reaching out. Is this list clean? So what John said is so important. Make sure you have, don't assume assume that because it's in your computer that it's 100% right because it's not.
1: That's right. And I'll tell you what, here's the the side benefit. That's right. And here's the side benefit. I'm sorry, here's the side benefit to cleaning up your database and doing it regularly. By cleaning up your database, it forces you to do what? To touch your clients, to talk to them. I had a customer that when you know they they were kicking and screaming. It wasn't in the bedding industry; it was in manufacturing. But they were kicking and screaming because they had thousands upon thousands of people that they had to touch. Manufacturing reps, you name it. And they're like, "Oh, this is such a complaint." After they did the cleanup of the database, they came back and they sat me down in a room. They go, "John, we want to talk to you about the database project." I go, "Okay," and you know, not dissimilar from before. I was like, "Okay, what did I do wrong?" You know, tell me about the project, <laughs> John. Um, the database project. We wound up selling about a quarter of a million dollars just from cleaning up the database because they reached out to customers that they hadn't for so long, and you know, and it ties together, you know, with you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the sit blitz. Okay, so you know, I was working with a manufacturer here in Cleveland, a company called Mozilla Lifting Technologies, and uh, the the manager of the Cleveland location, and I did I did blitzes for them all across the country, all very successful. Uh, the The lowest dollar amount that we clo- rephrase that, the lowest dollar amount that we that, the revenue because a blitz isn't just determined based on how much is done in one day, it's based on how much you get over the period of time. The lowest dollar amount that we got from a, a, a blitz over a certain period of time was m- a million and a half. And I'll never forget the Cleveland one because the Cleveland the sales manager was he was he was a prideful guy and Cleveland was a, is a, was and is a great location because it's the mothership of Mozilla. And so he told me, John, I know where every crane is. I know where every shop is that can use our stuff. I know, I know, I know, I know. I go, okay, fine. Okay, good. We're still going to do the blitz, but that's good that you know all this information. So it was funny. So we get the blitz, and by the time we get done with the blitz, we uncover not 100 cranes and new locations that he didn't know about, not 200, not 500, but 750 in the first day. And then the next day that we did the second day of the blitz, we found another 300 or so. So through the course of two days, he found a thousand locations and cranes and things that didn't he didn't know that existed. My and what does it mean to the betting world is there are some people that we stop calling or stop doing things with, ah, they're not going to buy, they're not this, uh, da, da, da. you don't know that. Don't make a decision for your customer. Pick up the phone and give them a call. Clean up your list. You never know. Circumstances might have changed. They might have gotten a raise. They might have got a new job. They might have won the lottery. Who knows? But now maybe they're ready to buy something. And by cleaning up our list, you know, it's not just a perfunctory task that's, you know, that's admin-based. This is a sales thing, because you, you don't want an admin person you know, calling us, do I have P Primo? Is this your phone number still two one six? You want the salespeople to call and clean these things up because they can call and ask the questions and maybe close business off of that. And it's just a way that you make money by actually doing something that's good for your for your business.
0: Yeah, so to my sales reps out there, I was responsible for a Chicago Blitz years ago when I worked for Certa, and when we finished the blitz uh i forget exactly how much business we got out of it it was a three-day blitz it required about three to four months of pre-planning and then another six months of following up after that but we got close to four million it was it was over three and a half million dollars and we asked ourselves a question Our management team, what could we have done better? And the biggest mistake that we made is exactly what John just told you guys. We had our secretaries at our factory call the list to clean it. And it should not have been cleaned by secretaries. It should have been cleaned by, it should have been divided up. And it should have been cleaned by salespeople who would have tripped over meaningful sales opportunities and probably closed them before the blitz even started so listen to what john says he knows it it's a very important uh, th- uh aspect of of your business another thing i want to share with you is a personal story so i'm selling my goal was always to sell a million dollars as a retail rsa and i, I get this book called uh selling retail by john john f lohan and in that book it said. and and i later met john and i later became an administrator for his course and and talked to him and some of the stuff um that's in there i've been repeating for the last 30 some years but getting back to the one thing that i took away from reading that book the very first time is i was sending thank yous to customers who bought. Big mistake. I'm not saying don't, but what I am saying is you should send a thank you. If you're an RSA working in a store to everybody that buys from you and everybody that shops with you, because a few weeks later, after I thought a deal was dead, absolutely dead, they bought somewhere else, they came in and they said, Pete, do you remember us? And I said, yeah, I wondered what happened. Well, we bought at furniture land. I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And they laughed and they said, but we're going to buy from you. And I go, you want to explain that? And they said, sure. We, uh, bought from furniture land. And then a day or two later, we had a thank you from you. But the salesperson at furniture land did not send me a thank you. And when we called to check on our status of our delivery, all we did was get the runaround. The salesperson never came to the phone, never talked to us, and we felt like we were orphans. So we are coming back here right now to buy from you, and then we're going to go over there and cancel the sale. So one of my uh,
1: I, I love stories like that because it, it it backs up when you hear you know old adages, and one of my favorite adages is you know you can always determine the character of a man, not by what he does for somebody who can help him, but by what he does for somebody who can not help them. And that's exactly what he's talking about. These people, you, he sent something out to somebody who didn't buy from him, who's not helping him. And as a result, it turned into business for him. And that people, you know, the, we, we get beat on by our, by our sales managers, by our owners. You know, talk to people who are gonna buy, only talk to people who are gonna buy. Well, guess what? The people who don't buy, they're going to buy somewhere else okay or they're going to buy down the road and if we don't treat them as prospects all the time or you know we've heard the you know we've heard the uh, treat strangers like friends friends like family family like you can't do without them i use the same thing in sales i say treat suspects like prospects prospects like prospects like customers and customers like you can't do without them and why do you treat customers like you can't do without them because you can't all right sure. even if they're just a <laughs> suspect i mean i don't care you treat them like they're gold and and you know i love when customers will ask me they'll say well gosh john you know you, you were you know you were full bore you guys can kind of get the idea of what i'm like i'm a little you know animated you know you're full bore energetic Da da, da, da. you know what's going to happen now that we've signed up with you you know you know are, are you going to calm down at all go, oh no 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 you know back then it was just the courting now you're getting crazy uncle fester every day i'm going to be in there all the time this is this is just who john is but it, it lets them know who you are by touching people. Like I said, when they can't help you, when you do that, they're like, "Holy cow! If this is what he does when I can't. When he can't help me, what is what is he going to do when I, he actually has a financial stake in this? Think about the power of that message. If he sends out something, if Pete sends something out to you when you didn't spend any money, but now I got a financial stake in it, how much more invested are we going to be in that? It's uh, it, and it, it's it's a great lesson for people to learn. Pete, great lesson.
0: So. John, this show is available as a podcast and on your favorite platform. And search for the Pete Primo show. John, what's the phone number they should be calling? If they're listening to this on on an audio uh, podcast
1: in their car, what's the phone number they should be calling? Call me at 216 347 6729. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, let's get back into uh your system and you know one of the things that strikes me about your system it's it's not it's not spray and and pray this is a system that is surgical it requires that you do some hard work as as a store owner and as a salesperson. you have to do some work uh to to get this system and and get it to work. But in the process, if you're true to John's process, you're gonna know your customer better. You're gonna understand niches of customers better, and you're also gonna know how to target media better too. Which isn't what this is about. We're talking strictly sales here. But the byproduct of getting to know your customer better is that you're gonna be able to reach them better with. With marketing, not just with a sales effort. So, John, I'm sorry, I talked enough.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's good. No, it's good. And, and you know, so let, let's talk about you know something specific. Let's talk about my sit blitz. So, my overall, you know, and I've been saying sit, sit, sit. And everybody's like. Okay, John, what the Blinky Blanket SIT? Well, funny, my, my brother, he's a, a loan originator. He's out in Virginia. Great. Best salesman you ever meet. Better salesman than me, all right? But they use a process they call the drip technique, okay? They drip, 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 you know, staying in touch with somebody. I go, Frank, I've got to come up with a better name. I'm not calling it the drip technique. So I came up with SIT or stay in touch, okay? Stay in touch. So the my SIT lead generation and, you know, from that, you know, it's progenitor here, the SIT blitz you know, what what I teach folks is a a simple methodology. It's called SETUP, okay? You know, and that's an anagram standing for strategy, education, tools, user interface, and then, of course, performance and production, all right? So the idea is, is I give, you know, like I said, beginning, middle, and end, Pete. I give people the tools that they had to set this up, and if they use SETUP, it also, it's not just for the blitz, they can use this for all lead generation because the first, you know, let's talk about the S yeah, strategy. We've been beating that up like crazy today, you know, with the segmenting of the database. So I, I won't talk a whole lot more about that. But that's what we're talking about. And you said it yourself, Pete. It took you how many, you know, months for the planning? I usually say between 60 and 90 days pre-event, you gotta start planning for this. And you've got to dig yep. in, you gotta make those phone calls. It's it just it just is what it is. And then the E. Education, right? So one of the things we do is it's not just about the education of, you know, what they learn strategy wise, but the education of what they need to do. So, uh, you know, store owners are, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard a salesperson in your store uh, sound like this on the phone? Phone calls in. Hi, ABC furniture store. How can I help you? Oh, no, sorry. We don't uh, carry Sealy mattresses. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. All right you know instead of asking the question which is, which is you know oh you're looking for a silly mattress what is it you're looking what silly mattress are you looking for what is it you're looking about the silly mattress what is it you know what are you looking for in a mat instead of asking those questions that's that education you tie the education to the strategy if you're going to hit certain marketplaces certain social enclaves tie that education To those places so it it actually has the relevancy when you're actually out there remember that word relevancy it has the relevancy when when you're out there and then the t okay once you get there then you need the tools and that's something that i do for you too i help you put those tools together now you know in your guys's world you know it could be anything from flyers to digital to things that you want to have given away on the on the on the floor when you're there or it could be things that that they'll actually get after the sale okay you know it's we're coming up to uh new year's now and one of the best promotions one of the best blitz promotions i ever did was a starting the new year promotion i don't know if you guys know this but you can go and buy bottles of of uh, grape uh, not it's not wine but it's grape juice that look like champagne bottles and you can get it for like two dollars a piece we invested about 150 dollars, or about 75 bottles and we targeted very specifically people we wanted to hit start the new year well Go and buy this new product. Blah blah blah. I won't bore you with the details of the new product. Do you know how many of meetings we went in that that bottle was still sitting on that person's desk? You know when we got there, and that's the, you know those tools that you use is not you know it's what helps you get in the door. What's going to help you close the business? It's got to be something relevant, something consistent that they get, and then they're getting it in the right way. Then the user interface. All right, that's both um, on the customer side and your side. They've got to let be me able to. Yeah.
0: Let me interrupt you. Did you mail that to them, or did you leave it behind?
1: Uh, in this particular case, it was a leave behind. Yeah, this was a this was a, the the whole purpose of knocking on the door was finding out that Pete Primo was this particular position at this company, and they got this bottle of sparkling grape water or sparkling grape, you know, whatever. And then there was a follow up call that went from that, and then and then and then. And because it was, you know, what we were going under the premise was, is we didn't want to disturb, you know, we didn't want to disturb these folks. We wanted to get them something. And then when the phone call, when the phone, we make the phone call. It's not, hi, my name is John Klintzik. I was calling to see if I can sell you this. It was, hi, you might have got that bottle of sparkling. Beer. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, thanks. For, where you well, I got it over here at, at five below. You're pretty funny. You guys can get that, too. And now you got a conversation and it's not <laughs> sales. You're having a conversation with somebody. And that's the whole point. So it got, and that's what those tools help you do. And then that ties to that user interface part because now you've got to between you as the person who's executing the blitz, and then the person that you're trying to get involved with the blitz, the customer. Do you have that interface going? Is it a, is it a conversation or is it just about sales? That's why the database is so important. That's why the strategy is so important. To know the things to talk about. You don't want to have conversations just about betting. You want to talk about little Joey's. Softball game. You want to talk about Marianne's, you know, volleyball game. You want to talk about, you know, uh, that this guy is now he's a, a, cub, master, a cub master in the Cub Scouts. What a, that's the conversations you want to have because that will lead to better relationships. And when you have relationships, it's not really selling anymore. It's just doing business with people you know. And then finally, the, the P, okay? The production and performance. You've got, you, you can have all the great strategy in the world and wonderful tools. And, you know, education was out the window and, and the user interface, everybody's connecting. But if you don't perform, if you're not tracking it and Pete said, you know, you know I think you what, three to six months follow-up after, you've got to keep on following up after these things. Cause it's not just about what happens that day. It's about that follow-up because now, We've also opened a new door to get more information about them to build our three by five index card. I'm just joking, okay? Of course, we're putting in the computer, but to get more information about it, and we follow up because you know what? Maybe now it's not the right time, but they it, it, one of the, one of the great you know mistakes in sales is what? You know what, John? I'm not going to buy this right now, but give me a call in a week because that's when we're going to be ready. So you give them a call in a week, and what do they say, Pete? What do they say when you give them a call in a week? As a general rule, here's a little test for you: Call me back in a week. You call uh, back in a I'm week. I'm busy.
0: Whatever uh call me back in another week
1: or they say oh john if you would have just called yesterday all right oh, so the thumb, oh the rule of thumb is somebody says call back in a week you call back in three days somebody says call back in a month you call back in two weeks and on and on so you get my point you know it's it's about that timing and knowing when to get back in touch because it's not just it's not just you know saying you know i'll get back in touch with you when it's ready you don't know when they're going to be ready who knows? Maybe they just went to Vegas and they, you know, they, you know, they, they popped 600 bucks on blackjack. Who knows? And so now they can go out and get that mattress. Take yeah. advantage of situations because you don't know, you know, because that next situation that comes up might be they blow a carburetor or, you know, you, you know, last week, Pete, you know, uh, my daughter, you know, I, I think I told her, you, you, you probably saw she broke her arm. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. th- These little all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden, you know, boom, there's a thousand bucks. I wasn't planning on spending a thousand bucks last week, but there it goes, you know what I mean? So it is what it is. And that's what happens to consumers too. So we've got to take advantage. They say call back in a week, we call back in three days. They say call back in a month, we call back in two weeks. You don't know, things change in business. And for business owners out there, let me ask you this, does not your business landscape change like that? Oh gosh, all yeah. of a sudden a driver sick, all of a sudden a factory can't produce, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, and it, it always starts like that, right? You hear, you know, your admin, your secretary says, Hey, it was the weirdest thing, but all of a sudden, you know, and it starts like that, and you're like, all of a sudden, what now? And so you've got to take advantage of the opportunities when they're there, and that's what the setup does. Setup allows you to take advantage of the opportunities when they're there and not wait for them, not wait for that artificial, you know, Memorial Day, not wait for that artificial Fourth of July sale. Get on top of the situation before it becomes a situation.
0: So your blitz, if if I understand yeah. right, this is in between. It's in between your holiday sales, so you you're doing your yeah. big holiday promotions. This kind of evens out that valley yeah. that maybe some retailers are experiencing, right? And, and yep. they can kind of go up to a, a plateau and then shoot to the thing, go up a plateau. So, yep. John, obviously, in a you know, in an hour show, we cannot get into all the details of of how to execute one of these for a furniture or a mattress store. How should somebody get in touch with you? Somebody that says, "Hey, listen, you know that John Colenza guy? He sounds like an interesting guy. I need to do something to help my stores." do better during these you know non-peak times where i have these all this business around my holiday sales but then you know business isn't good the store uh the the traffic isn't as good as it should be and how do we execute one of these blitzes how how do they get in touch with you john i guess that's my
1: point Starts off with the phone call 216-347-6729 it's just that simple and like i said you know folks the the easiest thing to do is to pick up the phone. The hardest thing to do is actually to dial it. <laughs> we pick up our phone every day. The question is, do we actually dial it? And what I'm trying to tell you is this. The worst thing that's going to happen is, I promise, you're going to get some kind of idea or something that you heard from the show or something that you can weaponize right now. Okay. The best thing's going to happen is you're going to say, gosh, John, we should be doing something like this for your organization. And I'm going to nod my head and say, yes, you should be. <laughs>
0: So there you have it, guys. Call John today at 216-347-6729. And he also has an email, John K at Matrix Impact. That's the name of his company.com. Send him an email uh, or call him. He answers his phone, I know from experience, and he answers emails. And this is one of the most talented sales guys I've ever seen. And let me tell you something: he started in our industry, guys, and he has branched out into all kinds of industries. And because of that, he can give you so much more value than somebody that's just been bumbling around in our industry for years. And, you know, he has lessons that other store owners don't have, he knows things. From other industries that could be applied to your store situation to help you make more money. So call John today. John, you got anything else? Are we good?
1: No, no, we're we're good. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Make sure you eat it up. Absolutely. Happy Happy Thanksgiving, guys.
0: Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.